You're watching the Mondays with Midja podcast. Midja is founder and CEO of Legal Leadership, a company specializing in the leadership training and coaching of lawyers. Get set to jumpstart your week with a shot of mojo as Midja and her guests talk all things life, love, and leadership. Hey, it's Monday and I'm Midja and welcome to the podcast all about life, love and leadership. And today in the studio, I have Leeton Smaller, who is the Director of Element Business and Accounting Solutions. And it is wonderful to have Leeton in the studio today. Welcome. Thank you, Midja. Glad to be here, sort of. Are you really glad? <laughs> or is that a nervous I'm terrified. <laughs> no need to be. No need to um, be. Leeton. Googled you, obviously, before you came onto the podcast today. But I'd like to know something that I wouldn't have found out about you through my Google stalking. Tell us something we wouldn't find out. Interesting, because if I wanted you to find out, it would be on Google. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) One thing, Hmm. and it's – I'm an accountant, so – I'm boring, right? Um, Absolutely not. So one thing that would be out of the norm that you'd never imagine me doing, and I can't even imagine doing it now, is back when I was young mm-hmm. and we were living in Papua New Guinea, so that explains the context of which... Right. That's important, is it, yes. to the story? Mm-hmm. And I used to model for Anthony Lee Dower, I think his name is. Yes. So... That's it. That's what you're giving us. <laughs> That's what I'm giving you. <laughs> I did not know that about you. No. Would many people know that? Close friends maybe. No, it's not something I tell anybody. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that we have this. So any sort of fundraising events, you know, catwalks, oh, modelling no. that we need, we now have someone in our group <laughs> that can do that. So well, I'm super excited. they do the excited. flicky leg thing now. I'm, you I'm can, so oh, You okay. can do that. My husband used Really? Awesome. Oh my goodness. Yep. How long have you two been together? Uh, since I was 16. Oh my goodness. So I'm going to be 50 this year. So Big what is that? I can't, I'm an accountant. I can't do my, that maths in my head. But long a time. long bloody time, yes. So growing up Papua New Guinea. Yes. What was that like? I would say actually incredible. Mm-hmm. At the time, Grass is always greener. Yes. And you always think that someone else's life and is way better than one are living in Australia or the UK mm. or wherever it is. Um, but actually, the life in New Guinea was fantastic. What, Moresby or where were you? It was Moresby. Yes. Yep. Um, so I went to high school there. My dad was a civil engineer, so we travelled the world. Wow. And then he said, wherever you hit high school, that's where we stay because... The curriculums change across different countries, right? And we always follow the British curriculum. Mm-hmm. Like international schools. International school. schools, yeah. And then, um, so, of course, I hit high school when he's in freaking Papua New Guinea. So you <laughs> stayed That's put. where we stayed. But the most amazing life. Like, you're, it was normal to go to Cairns or Singapore um, once a month or once every three oh, wow. months. Um you know, you'd max out that credit card and then it would be paid out by the time you went. It was just 
the opportunity mm. that life in PNG provided was amazing. Um, the, the flip side of that? The flip side of it was you knew what you couldn't do. So you From didn't have the freedom or, yeah. that everyone else had. Like I haven't – I only recently caught a bus, for example, because in New mm-hmm. Guinea you didn't catch buses, you didn't catch taxis, mm-hmm. you know, so that you didn't have – um, that freedom of life that our teenagers yes. have. Yeah. On the trams, on that, the buses, that, that, that's you right. don't there even think twice yeah, about them doing no that. No way would you do that mm-hmm. in Papua New Guinea. Um, and so I, I le- led a very, I suppose, sheltered life from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But what I got to do on the flip side... Experiences um, and the travel. Yeah. And, and yeah. so we left because of safety. Okay. Um, and you say you finished... High school, so university here? So university at Bond, mm-hmm. then went back um, and worked for Deloitte. Okay. Um, who I actually worked at, uh, did uh, work experience for them whilst I was at Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then came up to New Guinea, uh, Australia um, in 2000. And that was because the safety was just getting um, a little bit out of control. Right. And we had little, uh, well, we had Brandon at that stage. And okay. So I was a bit concerned. Um, but my husband still lives in Lay, um, right. so he commutes um, and has been doing for what twenty two years now. Wow. Okay. All right. So go figure, huh? Best marriage. You want a man? <laughs> I've got one, but he's not really here. So go figure. <laughs> Maybe that's my dating advice. I've Maybe got that out the it. way. Yes. Tick. <laughs> done. <laughs> Don't spend every day with them. Um, oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about so Deloitte's yes tell me a little bit more around your experience and the decision I suppose to open up your own practice yeah what okay. was that decision what was that about for you yeah so my career path obviously started at Deloitte mm-hmm. um, moved to Deloitte Brisbane when we arrived back on the um, Gold Coast um, and then we had, so George was still in New Guinea mm-hmm. um, and it just got, it was the year when there were those massive storms and it was really hard to uh, get back from Brisbane mm. to the Gold Coast. Yes. And if I was late and he was, uh, Brandon was at Kindy, it just wasn't the right environment. And if you le- left the Big Four at five o'clock, the looks on their face was not interest so <laughs> yeah. you know and people would do would, you would they would sit there doing their ca or nothing but you did not leave mm. on time whereas i had to yes um so that i kind of had to leave it wasn't going to be a good outcome if yeah I, if it wasn't I a good fit for you no, at that time no i couldn't do the long hours or anything mm. like that um so then i went and joined um whk which is now findex yes um, and I worked there for another seven years, mm-hmm. um, which was also great. And then I worked for WMS, which mm-hmm. is an amazing firm, still here on the Gold mm-hmm. Coast. Um, and then I decided to leave because I – and I went and worked for KPMG. And at that time, uh, I thought, you know, go back to the bright lights and shiny things, which I love. Yes. Um, and as soon as I got there, I went, Mm. it's everything that I had forgotten about corporate life came flooding 
back. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they were quite ready for me either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went about looking for something different and I'm sitting there in the interviews and I'm going, sorry all the accountants out there, but you're all a bit old in style yeah. or... Um, you haven't embraced new technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you all want to do things the old way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, go, I don't want to do that. And I'm falling asleep in this interview. It's not exciting me. And do mm-hmm. I do I want to be an accountant then? You know. And I'm going. I do. It's just I don't want to do it your that way. Yeah, you I want, want to do way. it my way. So I started mm-hmm. back in. So Element started in 2012. And okay. it was cloudless. Cloudless? Paperless. Yes. <laughs> I need the cloud. <laughs> I don't want the paper. Yes. It was paperless at that time. Wow, okay. And to try and find a solution mm-hmm. for a small firm was super hard. Whereas right. now, look, at your, there is so, so much choice out there choice, now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so things have changed a lot. But that's how Element started because I knew things could be do, done mm-hmm. differently. I knew they could be done more efficiently mm-hmm. and I wanted people to have flexibility and I kind of had that work from home, work from office concept in mind and I was working with a friend of mine and we were looking at um, a co-working space. Oh, yes, yes. Which back then had kind of just yeah, they were started like, to yep. get to ramp up in flavour and mm-hmm. So eventually a friend of mine said, why don't you come and work in my office? So I did and then um, we basically grew. So we found an office of our own and then Teresa, my amazing business partner, mm-hmm. joined in um, on 2nd of September, so it's our 7th anniversary very shortly. Right, okay. Um, and we then got the space at um, uh, Seabank Building. Um, which we've now yep. been in for seven years. And uh, clients for you, sort of ideal clients, are they so range of different sm- businesses? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So we have, yeah, we don't specialise in a particular. Mm-hmm. And I do. We decided that on purpose because mm-hmm. I used to specialise in pharmacy. Okay. But I think you become so narrow-minded, um, so parochial about the industry. That you're in, yes, you know it super well. Yeah. But what I love is being able to introduce a concept from another industry, yes, into a completely different industry, mm-hmm. and go, "Have you thought about this?" And you yep. start an idea from here, and through that collaboration, it just comes up to here, and the outcome, whilst it might not be what you intended it to be, mm. is amazing. Just yeah. that whole process. And I get that as that's well. That's what I love. I love that as well. And, and certainly, you know, for me, yes, I was a, I'm a lawyer and, you know, I have a lot of clients in the legal space. Yeah. But, you know, tomorrow I'm at Ingham's Chickens in Brisbane, you know, dealing with team leaders at Ingham's and process workers. And, um, and so for me, you know, sport, not-for-profits, engineers, you know, accountants – whatever industry doesn't matter Mm. but I yeah obviously I do a lot with law firms but I feel I don't want to just do that forever because I kind of feel like 
there's a lot that the legal professional or any industry or profession can gain from others. Spot on. Yeah. And I think I've heard you speak, um, listen to a lot of your podcasts. I'm going, don't focus on law. You can do yeah. leadership as across industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. So concepts are the same. Yeah. So I I hear that, you know, from yeah, your business model yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, you know, from the leadership space, um what have you learned, I guess, around around great leadership, around what it means? I know, you know, Often She's as leaders, we, we're still learning, you know what I mean? Like it's like, you know, when do I when do I get there? Well, it's a continual learning and path and stuff like that. But, yeah, from where you were at when you kind of started off, really stepping up into that leadership position to where you're at now, what's that been like for you? What have you kind of learned along the way? Yeah, see, I, I mean... So I've been an accountant for what nearly thirty mm-hmm. years now, and oh my god, that sounds so doesn't I know, bad. I know it's oh. it's like I don't know a few years like many years ago, when I got like my thirty year reunion from <gasps> high school invitation. And I thought they'd made a typo. <laughs> I'm like, 30 years? That's not right. And then I'm like, oh, my God. It's the wrong email address. Yeah. What's got – like, I just like, – in my brain I couldn't understand that. So I get that. It's incredible. Okay, so accountant, 30 years. Yeah, and I think leadership has changed a lot, Nidja. I think, mm. you know, back in the day you did what you were told. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't question it. Um, if you did question it, eyebrows would go up and, you know, they'd go, little girl, get back in your corner because yes. they're all men. Um, and I think that's changed, as you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot. Yes. Um, having said that, you look at all the accountants that you know that are in corporate positions or own accounting firms and you do um, a ratio of women to men, I think it's still heavily weighted to men yes um but not that it matters it's just that that's where you started it was this Mm -hmm. um you didn't kind of speak outside your zone yes um now and so I've seen a lot of what not Mm. to do and what hurt me yeah um, what we like to call leadership yeah there's probably a lot lot of leadership (laughs) yep um and things that you you know, you, you carry with you and it's like, have you been in a position where you're yelling at your child? Not mm-hmm. that we yell, but we do yell we sometimes, do. yes. Mm-hmm. And your the words that are coming out of your mouth are the words that your parents <sighs> yep. would say to you and you're going, shut up, shut up, yes. Lisha, just shut, stop <laughs> speaking. And the words just keep coming out and you're going, oh, my God, that's what my mum used to tell me. Yes. And so that's what you've got to be, what I have to be kept so careful of Mm. is that I don't carry that with me and those behaviours because they're not something that uh, the people that I've I've worked with amazing people yes um but I don't want to carry the shit with me and I think leadership you want those young people to have a voice because they see things differently 
to you and a vision and a strategy and a plan is just made so much more robust Mm -hmm. when you have more people involved in it invested in it have ownership of it and then you know your business just takes off Mm. um, and you've got this solid team behind you whereas you know in the past and I talk about this bus thing you know we all know about right seats right bus whatever the hell it is but um I kind of have this analogy whereby you have your driver, which is your leader, Mm -hmm. and you've all sat there and you've decided upon your goal, Mm -hmm. uh, your destination for the day, Mm -hmm. and everyone's excited about where you're going, and you're, yeah, exactly, and you're driving the bus, so you're still steering the wheel and all that sort of stuff. You've got your dashboard going, Mm -hmm. and you've got someone to navigate because your bus doesn't have navigation. It's one of the older style buses. Yes. But it's a beautiful bus. <laughs> our environment is very important, right? Absolutely. And so you've got your navigate, your team for navigation, you've got your team to manage your machine, what's it called, engine thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've got to keep it in alignment. They've got to keep the wheels going. Um, and everyone trusts what everyone else is doing. Everyone is accountable for their own positions and I don't think we've had that mm-hmm. in the past. But as our young people come up through the system, whatever system, but it, they seem to be more um, worldly than yes. we were at that time. So that trust and that accountability is a huge part of fostering mm. as a leader. And that should lead to innovation, which is, every business wants you need to be as efficient as possible new ideas constantly and our young people and and you know people at all levels have those ideas it's we need to be able to listen to it Mm. and every level has its own level of leadership if you like yes it's not only you shouldn't only have it i think it's a quote there about you, you good leaders um shouldn't only be that in title a good leader is just a good leader absolutely what they do and their actions yeah and i believe that yeah i love that i love that that point of um i know franklin covey in high schools and primary schools they run a program called the leader in me and i love that even from a very young age just there is a leader in me and who is that and um what do i want that leader to be and and don't we want people, everyone, to be adding value in our organisations, to be doing their very best work. Absolutely. As I say, wake up on a Monday and think, thank God it's Monday. Be excited about the week ahead um, and know that they can contribute and otherwise we've got all this latent talent. Yes. You know, all these people out there in our businesses and organisations who could give more, who have more to give but are just not in the position or given the opportunity to give it. And then they're not invested. Yeah, then it's and like whatever. Yeah, they'll get, you'll get 50% and you just get this part of the job done. And it, but it's that extra bit that's so important. It's that the gives extra you bit. The, the bee's knees, the, you know, I don't even know what the word is, but it's that excitement, that added value, yeah. that blue sky thinking, mm-hmm. that's the exciting part. And and to me, uh, like to that's like for me that driver in me or my passion or my why is around that because I had that, 
and I feel that a lot of people don't have it. Um, just they don't have it, and I did. You know, I the law firm that I worked with, I it was, I love what I did. I was given so much space, like so much opportunity. Sometimes I I feel like I, I was kind of put in positions where I'm like, I'm just not sure I can do this. Like this is a big ask. I don't know why you're asking me to do and you this. Did it? I did it. Yeah. And the leader, the CEO, you know, I had a number of leaders and CEOs and all managing partners over my time there. And sometimes I'd ask them stuff and they'd just like shoo me away and they'd go, I'm not, like, you don't have to ask me that. You just figure out how to do it. doesn't matter. Yeah. Until I got in a kind of a position and people often ask me about my role and how did you get a role like lead coach and facilitator in a law firm? And how did you get to do strategy? How did you get to do this or whatever? I'm like, well, no one gave me the job. I just did it. Yeah. I just created it. Yeah. I just found something that I thought this would help. And I did a little bit of that on the side of my other work that I needed to do until I could have the business case of enough value bringing in that space that look, this is what I can actually do now. But waiting for a position description, waiting for someone to go, um, excuse me, would you like this opportunity now? That's not – that's what well, might happen. You might get promoted, but find the space for yourself. But how fun – they probably wouldn't have even your, – your bosses or your team leaders yep. wouldn't have even had that concept in their head at the time. Mm-hmm. So you've created the idea, the, you know, the whole concept and, and then – basically executed it mm. and they've gone that's great and so how good of them yes to see you yeah and to believe you to allow you to do what you felt was yeah. so good that also benefited them and i think Lucian, like in your organization and others there are people like that everywhere that have other skills whether they be in business development whether they be with client relations whether um, like writing, you know, presenting, it doesn't matter whatever your magic kind of is, but there's probably a whole lot more that each individual could be doing if given the chance to do it. And having that support, because, mm. you know, people could, you could, so you know how you go to someone for um, help or endorsement of an idea. Yes. And sometimes to have someone go, just go and do it, mm. it's not very supportive. Yes. So I think you know, it's really important that people understand that if that's what you're, the message you're delivering is just go and do it. It's the, I support you, go and do it. It's mm. not, you're in this on your own, make or break, and we'll see what happens. But I love the idea that, and I think it's so important that when you do say go and do something, mm. that they do have the ability to come back and bounce ideas off you and go, yes. think about this, because it's not you on your own. Mm. You've got a team behind you. Absolutely. And that's the trust mm-hmm. that you have in one another and that enables you to go and do mm. the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And people see that, I think. You know, I often talk to leaders a lot around, you know, like everything is so visible. You know, people are watching yeah. all the time. Um, it's creepy. Yeah, they're watching you. Well, your kids are the same. You know, I've got three of them and they all watch how I treat the other one. You know, so they go, okay, what's how's mum reacted to what Sophie's done? But the boys are like, what's happening there? Or, you know, vice versa. So it's, um, it's 
how you show up as a leader, it's it's those decisions, it's how you treat others and whether you like it or not, you're on show. All the time. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't be real and make mistakes and all that kind of stuff. Well, I was just about to say, you know, being a good leader is about being human. Yes. And uh, one of my leadership moments Mm -hmm. was um, Maria Simmons came in from Finsky. Oh, yes. An amazing um, person. So she came in and did a um, culture Mm -hmm. workshop Mm -hmm. with our team and... I would liken it to Foster King for gold. So we ended up losing a lot of the team, but there was a lot of gold that was left. Yes. Um, but we lost the team um, part partly because we didn't listen and we mm. abrogated leadership mm-hmm. and to another person, to a, to a manager. And you can't do that in small business. You need to mm. be present. But the point I'm trying to make is the human aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Teresa and I had to sit down in front of the team and be really open and vulnerable and say, look, we're sorry, we got some of this wrong. We got yes. some of it right, but we got some of it wrong. Mm-hmm. And we've heard you. And our team now is probably the best mm. we've had. They're amazing. Um, and we share a lot with our team. Mm. Um they're human, they mis- make mistakes and yes. we're human and we make... And as long as that's always brought to the table and it's up for discussion, I think that's a massive part of lead- leadership. It is. And I think sometimes leaders or business owners underestimate the impact that certain decisions or actions can have on the rest mm-hmm. of the team. So often I've gone in and if I've done some one-on-ones with staff, done some interviewing before, you know, going to the executive with a summary of that, sometimes the things I hit them with, I'll have CEOs go, that happened a year ago. Are they still talking about that? I'm like, they're still talking about it. Like they're still like, what did you, how did you resolve that? And they said, well, we just didn't say anything because we just thought it would be better not to say anything. I'm like, eh. well, not saying anything worse. is worse because they are still talking about it. It's still the first thing when I interview them, the first thing they're saying. So they haven't let that go. Even though you think you put a tea towel over the elephant and stuck it in the corner <laughs> and pretend it's not there anymore, they it is impacting performance. It is impacting engagement, loyalty, performance. And wonderful as you did go, hey – you know what, as an executive team or as a, a business owner or a leader or whatever, when this happened you know, last week, that was a wrong decision that I made there. Yeah. This is why I made it, the best of intentions, right? Correct. But I understand that the impact has been this and I really want to listen to how that made you feel, what the impact was on you and then shut up. Shut up, exactly. <laughs> listen, that's the other part is listen. Yeah. You get so much more back when you just listen. Yes. And it's, it's really hard. It is hard. What do they say? Like um, when you're talking, you're not learning. Mm, you talk a lot. I do talk a lot. <laughs> I know. I do talk a lot. 
I'm trying to do more listening, right? That's why this podcast, right? I'm now interviewing other people. Um, and I, fi- I have a little, um, a little space where I now like palms up for me. So if I'm coaching or if I'm in a space where I need to listen, I, I put my, my palms in my uh, lap and like face up. It's kind of like a little trigger for me. It's a little mind game I play that now listening space, Midge. You know, because I do so much presenting and so much facilitating out where my hands are. Well, you've seen my hands. They're everywhere. They're very controlled in the podcast (laughs) studio because of the microphones. But when I'm listening, there's a different energy piece about that and the hands in the lap work for me. Great idea. Mm. I like that. So tips for leading a team. And, you know, we've spoken a little bit about like – the people aspect, but from a a more of that sort of operational mm. process type of um, section or segment of of leading a team. Some advice around that or what you do in your yeah. business? Okay, well, we actually do a lot in this space. Mm-hmm. So I think once you've developed your vision and your team are invested in that vision, it's really important to remind them constantly Mm-hmm. And it's not only them, it's you as well, mm-hmm. so that you stay on track. And if you need to change direction, which COVID taught mm-hmm. us, you know, y- you are positioned to do that really quickly. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we have a, a strategy session mm-hmm. um, between with Teresa and myself. Mm-hmm. We then go back to the team and bring it to life. We get their input into it and that might mean changing some stuff up Mm -hmm. Um, but then we do 90 day big rocks love that and we have a monthly huddle Mm -hmm. and in that huddle we share um, the big rocks and so it's a constant reminder of where we are what the projects are and every focus is what what the focus is because what is it where the focus is the energy flows flows, yes Um, so it's constant reminders of that we have team leaders that speak to each Big Rock, mm-hmm. um, we have a gratitude session oh, I love that. and basically everyone just goes in and puts their own little gratitude mm-hmm. pieces in and then they speak to that mm. in the meeting. Um, we have, you know, if we've got um, things that are coming up to celebrate. Mm-hmm. So culture is a living being thing. It's just yeah. a live thing that you have to focus on. And so as much as your vision might be A, you have to have the culture behind it to drive it. And so these touch points are just the driving and the reinforcement and the enhancement of that culture. Um, so having those moments when the team are focused on us and them yes. is really important. Yeah. And what comes out of it is literally um, gold. Mm. So yeah, it's not that tick done culture <laughs> that's done but that's done for the like the next three or four years tick it's like no, no. <laughs> yeah absolutely it's, you have to work at it it's like a relationship yes you've got to work at it all the time mm. um and, so and there's so much noise there's so much busyness oh, there's so much distraction yes. there's so much and and you know if you don't have that i, I love that cadence of of um you know meetings with real intentionality around that and 
Um, and we know people like that. People like rhythm. People like that structure piece. Um, and it produces results. That consistency of, of, of messaging, of measure, produces results. We know that. Yes. And I do you think that that constraint, if you like, the boundaries, the structure, in some cases that creates innovation? Absolutely. And I think without it, people are going, it, it's like being goalless. Yes. They don't know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and all of a sudden it's overwhelming. But having that structure, yes, they can ask more compelling questions to get a better answer yes. to do whatever it is that needs to be done. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes people will fight, and I've been this person, I must admit, because of my personality type, that fight against structure, fight against mm. process, fight against even like um, you know, um, case management process and, or anything like that in an organisation, will fight against it because they just want loosey-goosey and I'm just a big <laughs> ideas person. I'm just going to whatever I want to do. And I, I can tell you people, it does not work. <laughs> um, but given the structure around it, then your brain can rest because it has that structure and process in place and it can go into the space of creativity and innovation without the other stuff having to worry about that other stuff. Which is ironic. It's ironic, yeah. It's like who would have thought, but it is exactly that. It allows the creativity. Uh, Otherwise it's, it's tough to find that space without it. And also I say from a movie, what's the movie called? Oh, Take the Lead with Antonio Banderas. We used to run a whole leadership program called Take the Lead and we used to dance and stuff. Anyone from Shine Lawyers will will know what I'm referring to. And there's a quote in there around the tango must be earned. And I talk about this to people all the time, around just the creativity and the and the I want to do whatever I feel like doing space. It's like, well, the tango must be earned. Like you need to – you don't just turn up at your first dance, you know – rehearsal and go right I'm doing the tango today I mean you don't do that you practice you learn the steps you get the technique you get your fitness up you do all of that and then you know what you've earned the right to tango yeah to be spontaneous to bring it (laughs) is that all you could think of yeah (laughs) but I get it yeah that whole process and through that process your thinking, mm. it, it doesn't necessarily become aligned and, you know, you fall in with the old, mm. but you learn from that process and you imagine, it leads you to this point where you imagine what you what else you could add to it. Yes. But you've got to have all your basics, your foundation laid solid, mm. your fitness, the mm-hmm. technique, then you can create. Absolutely. And very often that's when you do want to create. Mm. And that's what, you know, this whole concept about, I think we've gone from lack of structure to structure mm. again, but in a, not like it was in the old days. Yes, different. It's different. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's sometimes when, you know, certainly a lot of my one-on-one um, coaching clients are, are more sort of the demographics of like late 30s, you know, in their 40s. 
But I find that most of the people, they're after the tango now. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've done a lot of hard work. They've worked hard in their careers. Uh, they've got a whole lot of foundation and so much skill and experience. And now they look to me and they're like, I want to do the tango now. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what I want to do next, but it's something different. And I want to use what I've, what I've earned here and what, I, and what I've got. So it's a cool space to be in, I think. It's a great space. Yeah. but it's scary too oh, because absolutely. you've you know you've had this career path mm. you've known as soon as you graduated uni you knew the career path that you wanted to follow and now you're going I want to do something else but what is it yeah and what does that tango look like and mm. how can I add to it and mm. make it more exciting and mm. you know it there's this change that's upon us all and it but what is it? Mm. And I think sometimes the best people are the ones that step over that yes. ledge. Yeah. Mm. Or are pushed by friends, support people. <laughs> yeah, put, circumstances put, put in, in life. Bum. <laughs> yeah. It's like just go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. So I love that space. And I love talking to people, working with people in that space because it's, it's cool stuff. Well, interesting, because when I was started Element, I'm going, I don't want to start my own thing on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never wanted to be on my own. And it was a friend of mine that went, oh, for God's sake, Alicia, stop talking. Just do it. And she just basically yeah. up bum. Yeah, I can imagine who that and friend was. Yes. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, I haven't looked back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's I exciting. L- it is. I love that. I love that. Um and as you know, you know, for me, well, my, starting my business also coincided with the end of my marriage and my, my divorce. New and beginnings. New beginnings. Um, so apart from the, I don't want someone who's um, around me 24-7 to oh date. God. Any other dating advice? Because Leeson's heard some of my dating stories. I, oh sometimes Leeson's jaw is open a lot of times in my storytelling. <laughs> Chin like, on ground. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, my lordy. I, I love it just for um, the reaction <laughs> that I get. Um, any other advice for me? Because you know what? Like I feel like I'm ready. Like You're ready? Forget all those other stories and, and all the craziness. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for serious love. Yes. Well, I heard Stacey's advice. <laughs> she was like, I'm, I'm going, what's the – and then <laughs> – Yes. Yeah, that made me laugh. But I think just like that, you're waiting for the tango. Yeah, I am. In the relationship. I am. But I think the best things happen to us when we least expect it to. Yes. When you stop looking, that's when that someone will just be there and you will look to your left or your right and that's when they will be there and you'll go, it's you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's all I got. Sorry. That's okay. I'm taking it. I'm taking it with me. <laughs> I'm taking it with me. You'll be the first to know about it. Well, everyone will know I'm about like, it. I'm, I'm oh, like, goodness you sake. Can you do a whole podcast? <laughs> I will. Yeah, he's going to be worried. He's going to be worried because he'll know that um, he'll be on on a podcast. Um, and we'll all be staring at him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my goodness, who You'll is this brave man? This whole <laughs> em- 
conversation with everyone about this had interrogation. Run the gauntlet, yes. as they say. Run the gauntlet. He'll have to be a brave Are man. Are you good enough? He's out there, though. <laughs> Uh, we end the episode, mm-hmm. Lisha, with our, you know, woo-woo from the universe, our message. So woo-woo. I've got um, carpe diem cards yes. or I've got trust your crazy ideas. Which one do you want to open? Trust your crazy ideas. Crazy. All right. So we're going to banging, banging things here. Uh, pick one of those I and open, open up. Okay. So you just pop open the, the oh. front. It's like a little cookie, fortune cookie. I actually thought from the podcast that it was a fortune cookie. I know, I know, I'm sorry, I have to to do that for my guests. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just give them a cookie with it. Okay. After all, dreams are what we live for. Oh, there we go. I love that. Well, that's your message. Dreams are what we live for. Hmm. Those are the compelling questions and working towards a goal. Hmm. It's manifesting your future. Yeah. It's like I'm going to manifest that big love. (laughs) Imagine his name was Stan. I know. Imagine. Imagine. Because, yeah, you've got to work out the the couple name, of course. And Midja would be an interesting, you know, what we would pair with that. Anyway, we'll you see. Work out the names. Mm. That's your that's your constraint. Yeah, you can only go out with these people. Absolutely, their name this. That's right. It has to match <laughs> up. Oh boy, uh, Lisa, where can people find you and your business, and if they want help yep. in that space or, or to connect with you? So we are on. Um, so our web page is www w.elementbusiness.com um, drop me a line at um, lsmaller at elementbusiness.com um, give us a call on 07 we've got an amazing team mm-hmm. that will help um, or direct you where you need to go and we look forward to hearing from you yay not good on the social media yeah I know the socials notice. aren't yeah Oh, not. shush. <laughs> we do have a social media process. But web, web page. The, yeah. yeah, go to that one. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't use the social media. I won't be looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It has been an absolute delight to have you in the Thank podcast you. studio. I've loved it. I was really nervous. It's just a chat. It is a chat. Yeah. It made it feel really good. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, that's a wrap for our podcast this Monday. You go out there and um, have a wonderful week in life, in love, in your leadership position. And uh, we'll catch you next week. I'm Midja and thank God it's Monday. We trust you enjoyed this episode of the Mondays with Midja podcast. Host Midja Fisher is a leadership expert, keynote speaker, coach and facilitator. To find out more about Midja, visit midja.com.au or follow her on Instagram, Midja Fisher. And make sure you subscribe, share and leave a review. 